you're listening to Starseeds Angels Savant Syndrome with your host, The Mystic Man. Thank you for joining. according to all we know today, must be renamed a Corona scandal. And those responsible for it must be criminally prosecuted and sued for civil damages. On a political level, everything must be done to make sure that no one will ever again be in a position of such power as to be able to defraud humanity or to attempt to manipulate us with their corrupt agendas. 
And for this reason, I will now explain to you how and where an international network of lawyers will argue this biggest tort case ever, the corona fraud scandal, which has meanwhile unfolded into probably the greatest crime against humanity ever committed. Crimes against humanity were first defined in connection with the Nuremberg trials, after World War II that is, when they dealt with the main war criminals of the Third Reich. Crimes against humanity are today regulated in Section 7 of the International Criminal Code. The three major questions to be answered in the context of a judicial approach to the corona scandal are 1. Is there a corona pandemic or is there only a PCR test pandemic? Specifically, does a positive PCR test result mean that the person tested is infected with COVID-19 or does it mean absolutely nothing in connection with the COVID-19 infection? Two, do the so-called anti-corona measures such as the lockdown, mandatory face masks, social distancing um, and quarantine regulations serve to protect the world's population from corona? Or do these measures serve only to make people panic so that they believe without asking any questions that their lives are in danger so that in the end the pharmaceutical and tech industries can generate huge profits from the sale of PCR tests, antigen and antibody tests and vaccines as well as the harvesting of our genetic fingerprints. And three, is it true that the German government was massively lobbied more so than any other country by the chief protagonists of this so-called corona pandemic, Mr. Drosden, virologist at Charité Hospital in Berlin, Mr. Wheeler, veterinarian and head of the German equivalent of the CDC, the RKI, and Mr. Tedros, head of the World Health Organization, or WHO, because of Germany is known as a particularly disciplined country and was therefore to become a role model for the rest of the world for its strict and, of course, successful adherence to the corona measures. Listening to SAS, Starseeds Angels Savant Syndrome, with your host, The Mystic Man, here. How do you do? That was Lawyer Reiner Fulmich from Germany, and he is leading a group of global lawyers. That group is probably going to save a lot of people, hopefully. And they're not the only ones trying. There's a lot of us trying. There's a lot of us out there. A lot of sincere people who have integrity and have dignity, who have accountability with what they say and do unbiased research. I myself have published 14 what I call fact check integrity reviews. 
or integrity reviews of fact checks. IRFC. I've found that for the most part they're full of ad hominem, which is a logical fallacy of where you insult a person while having nothing to do with the actual debate itself. Red herring, which is where you distract the reader or the topic and throw everything off track. Or a scarecrow fallacy. That's where you present an argument that is full of nothing but straw, fake, and has no sustenance. They've also used many other logical fallacies in their fact checks. Things that would not hold up in the court of law. If it wouldn't hold up in a court of law, you have to ask yourself, why is that? That's because it's wrong and faulty. When you read a fact check, don't just read the headline. Don't just read the whole article. Read the whole article and look at each source. Otherwise, your opinion on the matter is lazy and subjected to being fooled. A lot of you have been fooled. And it took a lot of us to stand up with backbone and integrity to prove it wrong. It took way much more of a harder time than it should have. But here we are. Now that speech by Reiner Fulmick was a long time ago, a long time ago last year. About the same time that the Great Barrington Declaration came about. If you don't know what that is, look it up. But although I did sign it, I didn't have too much dependency on it. Given that I remember the 5G Space Appeal by Arthur Furstenberg, led by Arthur Furstenberg, but signed by thousands of scientists and doctors and organizations worldwide appealing to stop the rollout of 5G before it happened. Did you hear about that? Probably not. Did you hear about the Senate hearing where Senator Blumenthal asked the FCC, the FDA, and the network lawyers how much funding was given towards studying for possible health risks from 5G? onto the public, and they said, zero? Well, if you haven't seen it, type in to your browser, 1111.gives, G-I-V-E-S, slash, E-M-F. That's a short link that I made. So that's four ones, dot, gives, with the S at the end, slash emf and i made that just for you it won't be up forever because i'm not repaying for the domain even though it's not too expensive but yeah that will lead you to the video on youtube published publicly just like it's always been it has only had a couple thousand views sadly which is too few 
more people need to look and see and wake up. I do what I do because I can, and I should, and I have to, because not enough are. Do me a favor, do us all a favor, share, share the show, please, share the information, please, and most of all, share your voice. Freedom of speech is important. The only way that we have a system that we can depend on, of trust, of any word, especially in the media. It's through freedom of speech being fair and free, and the speech actually occurring. Everybody needs to speak up. Debate is fine. Debate is good. Have debate with integrity and accountability. If you're going to insult somebody, make sure you have the evidence to back that up. Bookmark it. Find it before you even argue, because sometimes it might not even exist. And no, a fact check is not evidence. As I've explained just earlier, I've done 14 integrity reviews. One of them barely passed. The others failed horribly. Just with simple, logical review. That means you can go and get the list of informal and logical fallacies from multiple websites, wherever you want to get it from. Get that list. Then go and apply it to the fact check. Whatever one you want. And then see how much logical fallacies it has. Mind you, if it even has one, there's a good chance that the entire thing, the entire claim is faulty. But not by default. But to see through logical method, scientific method, and effort. To see if it passes. Now, if it doesn't, you go on ahead and email and message. Try to contact them as they do leave a link to contact them for supposed redactions or submissions of corrections that needed to be done. But of course, uh, you know, don't get your hopes up too high. I want you to really do it. Literally, yes, definitely email them so that way you can see for yourself, though. Just don't get your hopes up too high because I've never been responded back to. None of them have added accountability. They've all been lying, and they've all been frauds, and they've all lacked integrity. That's not a very good sign. I've even messaged Pointer, who was partnered with Facebook, and regulates, supposedly, the fact-checkers on Facebook, about it, about all of it. And I've found that they don't respond either. That's because it's all fraud. It's all fake. And none of it is trustworthy. But don't take my word for it. Go and check for yourself. Please. 
See, this only ends when we all stand up and say no. It ends with people knowing the truth. When you know the truth, nothing can come and falsely take its place because you already know. Sadly, sometimes we only think we know the truth because we believe faulty sources. I trusted the media just like you at one point. Maybe you don't anymore either, just like me right now. If so, I'm proud of you. If not, catch up. Integrity is a lot. To have value to your word, it must be a fair measure of weight. That means that there must be substance behind the claim. There must be effort in research, and there must be unbiased research. Scientific method means looking at all the data. If you don't have that integrity to look at all the data and account for all of it, then you don't have science. You have dogma and dogmatic belief, and that's a religion of yours, a cult. Only those who look at all the data and account for it all and find the source of all of it, all of the claims, can rightfully say that they have the science. And that accounts for everything, that applies to everything. And you should apply it to everything. Thank you for joining. To bring in, but Denmark have been protesting for the last nine days because of this law. And after nine days of the protest, this law now has been abandoned. Apparently Denmark have been protesting en masse with pots and pans outside their parliament. Now this is not mentioned anywhere. I've found just just two clips from all of this to show you and it doesn't surprise me that the media are trying to block this out because it just doesn't follow their narrative because it shows if you collectively say no then you can get them to change their minds to get them to step back and there being absolutely no mention of this anywhere in the mainstream media in any country as far as I can see nothing about the nine-day pots and pans protest and nothing on the back down for anyone who still thinks that there is nothing strange going on, don't you think this deafening silence is unusual? Anyway, here's some clips. Alright, quick update, guys. They thrown the epidemic law in the band. Yes! Denmark did it. I don't know if you can see here, but that's the way it looks. This is so amazing, guys. Share the good news, please. Share, share, share. Denmark has thrown the epidemic law down the drain. Yes! I'm so happy I can't even speak. And I'm crying. This is such a relief. And for you who are tuning in who doesn't know anything of what has been happening, uh, Denmark has 
had an epidemic law that was completely insane. Uh, they were trying to impose on its people and we have been fighting here for over a week with pots and pans demonstration outside uh, where everyone is sitting in the Danish parliament and finally we gotten through to them. Today was the day where uh, it was supposed to be decided if this law went through or not. I'm sorry I'm holding my phone here and I'm shaking because I'm just so happy. Uh, this is such a relief. Uh, if that law had been going through, Denmark would have been a dictatorship and it would have been so awful. There would have been uh, forced vaccinations, forced medications, all bad things you can ever imagine. And if you're interested in finding out more, go and look at my, my other lives and you can see. that I had made. I began writing it at the end of 2019. And um, I could have finished it before 2020, but I didn't. I put it aside. And then when the pandemic hit, I rushed to finish it quick. Because the ironies were too much. In it, I highlighted some very important information that entirely pertains to the pandemic. I think it would be good for me to read to you. And please do sign it. Holy smokes, I've already got 75 people who signed it. I didn't notice that until now. I thought I only had like 10 or so. For a while I only had 10. Well, you can find this petition at change.org slash equal dash vote change.org slash equal 
podcast book. hear me okay testing one two three four so I wrote this before the pandemic and this is the edited version I leave a link to the canonical in the petition but I you see the thing is is that I had to edit it because the original version full of insults and swear words but then when uh, the pandemic hit I realized that oh crap this is serious I'm gonna have to write it like professionally so that way people will actually read it and take it seriously so I rewrote it I wrote it as a petition to the United Nations and four others. Um, I think the president was included in that. Well, here we go. A secure voting system on the blockchain for all things political. True democracy. The problem. We of the United States of America are in deep consideration in these pressing times over our lives as well as over the safety and well-being of our families, friends, and their communities. Now, I, um, I want to interject real quick. In my edit, I finished publishing it at um, March, in March uh, 2020. I wrote it a bit different and I added things in here because the pandemic had just hit but I want you to remember that I wrote it originally before this before 2019 before the I mean before 2020 before the pandemic hit and some of the stuff in here has been taken out and some has been added in in order to make it of the times as I say right here <laughs> Not due to some virus, but due of a history in irresponsibility. Excuse me, I'm restarting the reading. So I say, um, we are in deep consideration of these pressing times, yada yada. Not due to some virus, but due of a history of irresponsibility had in our country. A past which we are ashamed of yet we maturely face in acknowledgement and an evil through greed-based mind frame that we now globally come to stand up together as accountable. Since time and time again, those who did commit crimes against fellow human, benefiting of their suffering, many times benefiting from the murder of, did not take responsibility, show no signs of ever taking accountability, and did deny the harm entirely, as seemingly became a tradition but this is not a petition to blame. This is an edited petition. 
the canonical that heavily weighed factors of acute structural violence, which I brought a link to to explain what structural violence is, as Peter Joseph explains it. Structural violence is the single-handed most murderous murderer of most most heinous cause of death to humanity, and it is a human-caused factor. So, heavily weighed factors of acute structural violence and blatant purpose by intent to sterilize the communities of humanity as seen in the, quote, National Security Study Memorandum, NSSM 200, December 10th, 1974, declassified, which is also known as the Kissinger Report. A very important thing for everybody to read. Going back, I say, as well as reported by Angela Franks in her book, Margaret Sanger's Eugenics Legacy, which was a book uh, by Angela Franks um, on Margaret Sanger's Eugenics Legacy um, research, basically, that had uncovered about the eugenics programs in America not that long ago. We're talking about like 70s here. Going back, I say, as stated, this is not about blame. This is about factor and natural effect by due response. Assessment. I'm a peace-loving man. Moved to take up my civic duty in response to published assessment. We are a peace-loving species as humanity. And as we find it, the only way we've ever been fooled into war was through scandalous lies, false flag ruse, and strained effort in order to grasp for control of us through threat and hype of fear. The aspects of such acts are easily seen to be unnatural to our species by instance of the chaos emergent itself, as only acts that are obtuse and inauthentic create social chaos. The evidence points to such aims being obtuse and lack of re reasoning as an excuse to, quote, call the herd end quote, by a belief that, quote, it is the only way we as humanity can survive as a species, end quote. This is obviously obtuse, as I know, and many of us know, the truth is that many positive movements, brilliant inventions, technological advancements, logical and sensible organizations, and good-hearted people have found many ways we could easily have a sustainable, efficient, economic, sane, as well as with sensible society, government, and diplomacy, without the need of there being any less amount of human individual on this earth. The denial here is had solely and only by those ignorant who forget the current market system itself is faulty. Creed-based economics is inherently oxymoron as the definition of economics is to have the efficient use of resources. And while such is too proud to actually search once on Google or Bing or Yahoo, even just once, to see if others have found better ways, the humility of even entertaining the idea is vast. The Evidence of Sustainability 
a quick showcase of science-minded movements who've displayed sound reasonability of economic efficiency and sustainability in cultivating a humane humanity of wholesome prosperity include the Venus Project with Jacques Fresco, the Zeitgeist Movement with Peter Joseph, the Transition Movement with Nicole Bainfang, the Reconomy Project Movement with Nenad, the Love Movement with Marina Love, the Whole Peace Disclosure from Earth Cooperative, the Angelian Movement with Michael Petrakis, Kapuhuna Global with me, Sean Villafana. That's my real name, by the way. Don't wear it out. I am the mystic man, though, so you may call me the mystic man. Very mystical. Going on. The very fact that even one of us exists in our passionate aim, given our work by which each individual speaks for themselves. JFK had once given a speech precisely warning us of the aspect, and you can hear it on YouTube. I leave a link. That speech is called... The President and the Press. It's a very good speech that you should listen to and you should hear. It's a speech that JFK gave to the press after a very trying thing had happened. It was a rough time and he had just caught the Pentagon trying to do a false flag initiative called Project Northwood. Look it up. It's declassified. Project Northwood was a Pentagon effort that was planned to attack the people and kill civilians in, in, uh, in a false flag operation in order to cause a war with Cuba, blaming Cuba. But it was caught. JFK stopped it. Then he gave that speech, a very timely speech. I've played it before on this show before. Uh, you can go back and probably listen to it. Um, probably find it through the title, I'm sure. I gave two episodes, maybe three episodes where I played it actually, because it's one of my favorite speeches. He talks about secret societies. And yeah. Secret proceedings. Anyhow. Moving onward to the petition. This petition is about moving ahead with the transition towards practical, logical, and economic sustainability, regardless and hopefully before any extremely dumb plan towards another mass sterilization attempt gets put into motion. Notice I say never. I mean, uh, another. Yeah, notice I say another mass sterilization attempt because there's been before. Moving on. Or worse, another mass calling of the herd. I will leave out the historical genocide links in faith that the reader, too, knows that all genocide or mass murder or even murder at all is just plain dumb as well as immature. The solution. The solution is within the social concurrence of communally enforced accountability had by any individual or organization who so betrays humanity by such greedy or selfish or evil means just as the plethora seen in history for the past hundred years, but it is true. The average individual is not privy in the dynamics of psychological effect, measurement in cognitive denials, legal and logical fallacy, or adept in emotional wisdom. And that also means 
The country at the individual level, as is, is not yet maturely suited to take upon themselves the responsibilities of the civic duty being called upon them by the stir of the times. The way we responsibly handle this lacking in our two-dimensional blind spots each is through each other, lending one another a perspective. It takes two eyes to see depth, and only and the only way any can say they know the depth of another's reasoning is through their awareness being extension to our resolve. If it's not necessary to believe, uh, develop, uh, excuse me, it's not necessary to, to believe depopulation is even up for debate when there are many who've given the clear evidence that we've had the technology to feed, clothe, and house everyone on earth for the past 20 years. I propose a true democracy had and I claim it is easily had with the technology we already utilize globally. With respect to human reasonability, human empathy and compassion, stern repose and reform, as well as open and every voice of every voice, man, woman and child alike, as viable to be of overruling to the voice of any other in due contrast to another's reasonable senses. Basically saying, we all have a voice and only reasoning should uh, should ever speak over another only through reasoning and reasonability okay so i say such a system is already existent in many forms of technology online and for the time being to start i propose we use one the voting system created called the perfect choice invented by Emanuel Nuska in Symbiosis 2. 2. The system and the methodology used in the educational debate platform Kylo and with 3. Utilizing blockchain ledger technology in order to ensure validity and authenticity in each individual voice. In this system there would be perfect freedom of speech and vote. There would be no possible chance for discrepancies in the voting system and there would be the assurance that only reasonability in honor of human, humane humanity by its virtues would command judgment and recourse. And I leave it out with um, thank you for reading and for taking the time to click the given links and any services or product through any given affiliate links provided as it does help support me financially so I can continue to support the pillars of a humane humanity, pillars which are only possible by the support of you, its foundation. Regards. And of course, I ended it with what I usually end every uh, podcast with. You will have to wait to hear that. So, what do you think? Maybe it was too confusing. I could um, probably try to make it less confusing but I figure these things are usually kind of confusing you know I try to make it as um, to the point as possible but we're talking about um, a lot of hardcore things that for the sake of um, humility I had to tone down a bit Please sign. I'm not sure what it'll get us, or why, or what it'll even happen. 
but it's like carrying a thought. You know, this thought might not have reached people yet that it could reach and should reach. Perhaps this is what's going on. Perhaps it's not. But regardless, what I propose would help to make sure that it never happens again. Because it has happened, it's been happening through time. That's what the Kissinger Report is about. That's what Margaret Sanger's eugenics legacy was about. And it's been happening for a long time. We're talking about racism, genocide, and the rich, wealthy elite with their subconscious denial of shame in a illusion propagated by their parents when they were kids that has taught them ideologies of being special illusions that they first heard that hurt of course because all children are innocent but then accepted and had caused pain and suffering to those around them ever since this is why everybody should earn their own keep if I make it rich the best thing that I could do for my children is to make sure that I spend all my money before I die maybe give them some money before I die but not leave them anything you don't want to believe in inheritance of wealth because all wealth should be earned by the individual themselves this is the only way to ensure that a person will be honorable in that wealth. It's the best way. Because a person should earn their keep. If it's not earned, then a person feels self-righteous. And they project their denial of shame outwards. That might sound very ridiculous to even think about. Denial of shame. Why should they be ashamed? <laughs> I, uh, I didn't say they should be. That's not up for me to decide. I just said that they are. Subconsciously. And that's as easy to see through the specific actions taken. Where you might see mockery and laughter from wickedness, I see an inner child crying, ashamed.
listening to Starseed's Angels Savant Syndrome. The Mystic Man here. Things have been really, really eye-opening, you know? And I think that a lot of us have to admit we're going through a lot of emotional stuff. I can understand that many people, much, a lot of people probably feel like, um... They'd rather just ignore everything, but that doesn't make it feel better, does it? And then it makes it worse. You see, fear. We only fear what we don't understand. That's why it's important to learn and to understand. This way we don't fear. Sadly, there is a effect that happens if we put a lot of value into a belief while fearing looking at it too much so that we, we don't really pay attention and we don't really look to see if we're right or wrong. We just tell ourselves that we're right and we go with whatever action and, uh, is going on or seems seems um, practical at the time. Lazily, that could become something like herd mentality, hive mind mentality, which is dangerous very dangerous because it's lazy and it's what I call the Antichrist consciousness. Well, how did Christ die? Christ died from a crowd of people who were all projecting. They were all in denial of what Christ had made them feel. You see, they liked to consider themselves as better than and surely going to heaven compared to those that were poor sinners. And sin means to miss the mark, which denotes aim being had. Virtues are important. I spent a lot of time the past two years studying the effects of what we call narcissism. Because in groups online, I saw an irony, I guess you could say. You go to these empath groups and not, I'm not talking shit. I'm talking a very realistic event that happens a lot, way a lot. And it's more mature of us to talk about this than for us to just ignore it. You go to empath groups, and what do they do? They act like the crowd who killed Christ. They talk about people that aren't there. And they talk bad about people. And they'll relate because they have a word to append to that person. And what do you know? Next thing you know it, nobody is empathizing. And everybody is only blaming. That is not the same thing, by the way, if you think that you have found uh, kinship because you have gathered together in your blame. Well, first, confront. I like to always, 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 only talk negative about people, specifically pe specific people. You know, if I have a problem with any individual, I confront them on the spot.
Because if I didn't, then I wouldn't be brave or courageous or any of that. And to say brave or courageous is to admit that there is a fear. And what is the fear? The fear is to confront. Because we, socially, don't like to confront, do we? We don't like to say the harsh things because we're afraid of hurting their feelings. We're afraid of what they might say or do. And that is a fear. That is a fear. The thing is, the wrong thing about that is that we're accusing them before even giving them the chance. See what I mean? And that is blame. That is automatic blame. And it's inherently flawed because we're imposing the dynamics of what we ourselves based upon our own thoughts about what we might do. Added maybe with a little bit of context of, you know, who we think they are, what kind of person we think they are, and past history. But in general, it's an illusion. It's completely false. It's made up. You know, I want you to go and I want you to think. And I bet you probably won't be able to find a time, a moment in time, happens, but try anyways, and I say that for a reason, but try to think of a time when you talk to yourself, oh, I can't do that, or you told somebody else, perhaps, I already know what they'll say, I already know what they'll do, now that is a fear-based decision. Always give the chance. Always give the chance to somebody. If you wrong, especially if you being right means hell. Generally, in our pessimism, that's what it means. And haven't we created hell, hell on earth? the actions done by many people, much of people in control, well, they should not be in control, because they do not control well, and that is not to judge their character, because that's not the point, the point is to judge the actions in total. Because we need a solution now, yesterday. We need a solution 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago. We needed a solution. We always needed a solution. Like, but when have we aimed for one? And I mean a sincere, authentic aim towards a solution. First, you'd have to admit the problem. Admit that there is a problem. Then say I want to make things work now we're talking about society so this is a huge relationship issue a very big relationship issue it is the definition of relationship issues the epitome Does 
and harmony and joy and happiness. Well, it needs good communication. Truth and honesty go a long way. Sincerity goes a long way. Empathy goes a long way. I like to say, all the way. And if you're not giving sincere truth and honesty, and if you're making excuses to lie, excuses to manipulate, excuses to be narcissistic, well, that's all that is. That's an excuse. A lie. A faulty lie and hypocrisy. Because you know deep down that that's not going to get you anywhere. Not going to get you what you claim to want. A joke. A joke you made on yourself. When it comes back around, as all things do, the question is... Will you face yourself? Or will you turn around and keep running? It's a big question. A big responsibility being sincere. But what more can we do? It's the only way to truly find peace and to truly get what we want. Sometimes we like to trick ourselves into telling, telling ourselves that we actually do want the thing that we don't want. And it helps us, I suppose, for a while. It can be a game of sorts. And that's about all it can be. Much love.